Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey everybody, it's Craig Shout back here at the Ohioan Podcast Network, and today we are going streaming. So there are a couple of shows that uh, I recently had a chance to see on HBO Max. Uh, very much different, but also very satirical and sort of uh, taking a bite out of high society. The first, though, we're going to start with The Prince. Now, this is an animated show that comes from J Gary Gennetti, who is a producer on Family Guy since uh, 1991, 1999. Uh, and in the first season, and he produces this uh, animated series that takes a sort of a satirical look at Prince George and uh, his time at uh, school with his family, with his friends, if you call it that. Um, overall, the the voice cast it's very, it's a very impressive list of of cast. You've got Orlando Bloom, Alan Cumming, uh, Gary Janetti uh, voices Prince George, although he kind of does a uh, Stewie Griffin spin on it, if you will. Um, Lucy Punch is in there, Dan Stevens, Sophie Turner. So it's a pretty good cast overall. Unfortunately, though, for me, this show just doesn't quite work. Um, you know, it, it, it comes with a lot of high expectations because you're, you're talking about a satirical look, a, sort of a biting look at the royal family. And um, unfortunately, there just wasn't enough jokes here. There you know, there wasn't any anything that we've never seen, whether it be on Family Guy or any other satire uh, that sort of takes on the British royalty, um, whether they're making fun of their inability to cope with being real human beings at times and doing uh, normal people tasks versus, you know, how they sort of treat workers, things like that. It just ultimately doesn't really come to any conclusion of good comedy um, there's some good voice cast, obviously, like I said, but unfortunately for me, this just doesn't work. It, it, there's not enough jokes that land. There's not enough stuff out there that really works well as far as satire that we haven't seen before from a number of other shows. And I really feel like this is just a lot of talent to just wasted in, in a lot of ways, whether it's, you know, Gary Gennetti, who's a very, you know, pr a producer on family guy, obviously for so many years, you've got great cast members and you get an opportunity, I think, as an animated show to really poke a lot of fun at the royal family, and they sort of do. But again, a lot of it just doesn't really make make it make it funny to me. It just something was off about it. Um, I will say that this is sort of a unique series in that all of the episodes are anywhere between about twelve to fourteen minutes long. So it's kind of a unique uh, structure in how they decide to go with this narrative, following Prince George around. Um, but unfortunately, even though it was sort of a breeze to get through it, it just wasn't good enough for me. Um, I've just 
a little disappointed. I didn't know what to expect, but I'm a little disappointed in how this uh, series kind of rolled out. It really wasn't very funny at all to me. Uh, there were a few funny jokes in there. Obviously, some characterizations of some of the royal family were funny. But ultimately, the jokes just weren't enough. They're just—it was too few and far between for me, of of funny, you know, poking fun at this family. Um, and after a while, even with twelve episodes at twelve to fourteen minutes apiece, it got a little tiresome at, at times as well. Um, whether they're making fun of, you know, making fun of um, the queen or making, fr you know, fun of. Um, some of the other characters in there, like Prince William or Kate Middleton, it just none of it really made you know work very well. The only thing that did kind of work well was Alan Cumming playing uh, Prince uh, Prince George's butler Owen. I thought Alan Cumming did a nice job of you know sort of giving this uh, this butler a human touch to it in the story. I think uh, gave you know overall the narrative structure of this series did give. Um, that character a little bit of humanization, and I think it was probably what worked the best out of all of this. Uh, but unfortunately for me, I'm giving The Prince, which is on HBO Max, currently streaming all 12 episodes, I'm giving this show a two stars out of four, just not funny enough for me. Now, looking at another satire that did work that you can currently stream on HBO Max, and, and in fact now... You can stream all six episodes in this limited series, first season run of The White Lotus. Now, this is a uh, created by Mike White, um, a great cast here with uh, Murray Bartlett, Connie Britton, Jennifer Coolidge, Alexandra Daddario, um, Jake Lacey's in there, Natasha Rothwell, who is hilarious and everything she's always in. Here she lends a little bit more serious tone to her character of Belinda. Uh, she's great as well. Sydney Sweeney, Steve Zahn. Uh, Terrific cast overall and a terrific story as well. This is, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the prince not having a lot of bite to its bark. This is a biting satire of the upper elites going on a, uh, a beautiful tropical vacation in Hawaii where they're greeted by Bartlett's character, Armand, along with Rothwell, who are playing uh, hotel staff that are welcoming in these these rich, wealthy elites to their island and you know catering to their every need it really is a story though that kind of cuts through a lot of the issues that i think a lot of people probably have with the upper elites and in sort of their ideas of you know excess and too much i mean we 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 meet the the family with connie Britton's character who's married to uh, steve zahn's character they have a couple of uh, children and a friend of one of their children on the vacation with them and there's a little bit of tug and pull between the kids wanting to be a little bit more independent wanting to kind of get away from their sh the shadow of their family and sort of this mindset that their family is almost entitled to things we see a lot of that entitlement throughout this show whether it's jennifer coolidge's character jake lacy's character as a newlywed with uh, alexandra daddario's character uh as they're you know experiencing their honeymoon um, but at the heart of it, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, Daddario's Rachel Patton is almost the sort of the focus of this story because in many ways she's looked at as the outsider of the elites, but has married into this elite family of what appear, uh, sort of appears to be real estate moguls, I guess, 
from New York City. And Daddario's Rachel is a sort of a struggling journalist who's trying to make ends meet, meets this guy. They end up getting married very quickly into the relationship. And she sort of has this existential crisis of what she is and, and really who she wants to be and who she thought she was going to be when she was growing up. And, you know, her character really comes full circle from episode one where she's trying to kind of live this lavish lifestyle, even though she doesn't believe that she deserves it in some way, or maybe is a little bit gun shy about taking it on to sort of this final episode where she has this, just these final two episodes where she just has this crisis of, of not really knowing her identity and not knowing what she'll be. And on one hand, she can stay with her husband and be a what so-called trophy wife of his. And they keep talking about her maybe quitting journalism and maybe, you know, helping out with nonprofit organizations and sort of being a, a chair for nonprofits and things like that, as opposed to having a real everyday kind of workmanlike job like a journalist. Um, but the crisis, I think, starts for her early in the show where she meets um, Connie Britton's character, who is a, uh, a media mogul, essentially, uh, like a, an app mogul, who basically had a story written about her. And then Rachel's character, Rachel decides to write a story off of the story, kind of, you know, paraphrase things like that. And Connie Britton's character ends up hating it. Nicole Mosbacher, she hates the article that was written and tells Rachel that she hates the story. And I think that's sort of the first tip off maybe that Rachel isn't quite the journalist or isn't quite as good as she thinks she is or thinks she wants to be. And maybe that's sort of the beginning of the end for her of understanding like, oh yeah, I can still be this while still getting the, the luxury lifestyle that I love and that I've grown accustomed to now. But it slowly starts to wane and, and dissipate. The marriage is probably not going to last, but we'll never know. Uh, at the heart of this show, uh, we, the first scene of this show we are introduced to Jake Lacey's character, Shane, who's in an airport waiting to go home from this vacation at the White Lotus. Uh, family stops him and says, oh, were you at the White Lotus or whatever? And basically says, well, we heard there was a murder there or a death there. And there was. I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, there is a, a, a very strange, funny, weird, heartbreaking, if you will, uh, incident that happens uh, that sort of turns the vacation from not being that great to begin with to being really terrible at the end. And uh, it, this this show really does take the the commentary, the social commentary about how these elites live. And we get a little bit of interplay between the Mossbacher family with Britton and Zahn, the mom and dad, uh, trying to take on their kids. And this and uh, one of the, their daughter's friends was on the trip, uh, played by Brittany O'Grady. She does a fine job kind of showing those emotions without really saying a lot. And, and then eventually there is a blow up between her and her friend's family at the dinner table uh, where they go kind of back and forth about taking land and, and stolen land. And that sets up something as well that I, of course, will not discuss because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Uh, but certainly a six episode uh, season, it was supposed to be just a limited season, a limited series, six episode run. Um, it's gotten a lot of feedback. A lot of people really like it. I think this is a the type of show that could really do well next year at the Emmy Awards or the nominations when they come out uh, next July. 
So I'm expecting, you know, an, an, a new season. They have said they are going to green light a new season uh, of this uh, Mike White comedy that he created. Um, and I think it's a great show. And I, I really enjoyed watching every episode. It was one of those must-see viewing um, events for me, much like Mayor of Easttown was earlier this summer. Um, this is another one of those shows that really was something that I just could not stop watching. Every week I wanted to watch the new White Lotus. And uh, that's something that, you know, you don't always see, especially with all the uh, the opportunities and things that you can watch on TV these days or on streaming networks. It's great to find a show that you fall in love with and you just want to watch and you can't wait to watch. And this is definitely one of those shows for me anyway. Uh, overall, I'm giving this sh uh, show three and a half out of four stars. I really loved it. I, I really enjoyed watching sort of this, you know, we see a lot of shows about satire and, you know, sort of satirizing the elites and the wealthy. This show does things in sometimes in a subtle way and then sometimes in a more out in front way. And I, I, I appreciated both methods, whether it was some sort of a small biting commentary versus something that was in your face, uncomfortable dinner table argument kind of way like we got here in this series. Uh, so I can't wait for a second season. Obviously, uh, they've talked about maybe revamping it with uh, sort of being an anthology series where you'd have an entire new cast come along, which I think would be kind of fun to see maybe uh, the White Lotus kind of uh, play out in a different way, or maybe it's a different uh, uh, a different hotel or something like that. So I would be excited for a second season. Um, it'd be hard, to, I think, to match the first season because it, it was so refreshing and good, even for something that we see a lot of with satirizing the wealthy and, and sort of the elites of the world. But this one does it in such a fun and sort of eccentric way that um, it just made me want to come back every week to watch what was going to happen next. So once again, three and a half stars out of four for the White Lotus. You can stream all six episodes now. Um, you're looking at just around about six hours worth of content on that show. And, and really all of it is just so engrossing and fun. Uh, so I definitely, definitely suggest checking that out. Like I said, you can catch all six episodes right now on HBO max. Um, or if you have cable on your HBO package. So, uh, once again, this is Craig shop for going streaming. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new hope interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.